Blog Talk Radio. It's January 29, 2017. Hello and welcome to Working for a Living radio show where progressives for change present opinions that matter. Tonight we are joined by co-hosts Jeff Brown and David Fillion. I'm your moderator, Leroy McKnight. We certainly hope everyone stayed safe and had a great week. We have a few announcements. First one, uh, Honeywell uh, employees represented by UAW Local Union 9 and Local Union 1508 remain locked out. Number two, we wish all of our Chinese friends and and, uh, members a happy new year. Yesterday was Chinese New Year and will be celebrated through next Thursday. Third announcement, again, the new legal services phone number is 800-482-7700. And that started January 25th. Number four, the past week there was a vote by Ironworkers 17 out of Cleveland, Ohio on their pension cuts. We'll have more on that later in the show by David Fillion. Announcement number five, the Detroit Three sent out notices on how to receive your profit sharing. We'll have more on that later in the show by Jeff Brown. Uh, GM, Uh, sent out the funding levels of the pension plan. More on that later in the show. Announcement number seven, Team Working for a Living has been asked to participate in a new anti-poverty initiative, and we graciously accepted that. Um, And the team is in full support and will uh, participate as much as possible. Uh, Announcement number eight, it's been reported that 10 GM UAW Document 46 members have been removed from their position. The administrator, administrative letter prescribing such uh, procedure uh, for such proper removals is posted on both workingforaliven.com and workingforaliven Facebook page. There's a brief timeline to appeal such a removal. Should you know any Document 46 member removed since the first of this year, Please direct them to one of these web pages so they might review the proper procedure for removal of a DOC 46 uh, member. Uh, announcement number nine, the Michigan Expo, uh, Michigan Job Expo will be Thursday, I'm sorry, Tuesday, January 31st in Sterling Heights. For more details, see Jeff Brown's post on Working for a Living Facebook page. Announcement number 10, in Michigan, All political parties will have their state convention on February 11, 2017. We know that's a very special day to us labor folk, especially in the UAW. This is where the political parties' decision makers that affect virtually all legislation in the state of Michigan, including right to work, by the way, uh, and to some degree in Washington, D.C., will be gathering in public. No matter what party you ascribe to, these elected officials need to see firsthand and up close and in person a strong presence of labor in full solidarity of one another. This flexing of labor's muscle is extremely important. Thus, for the benefit of all the membership, your attendance is strongly encouraged. That's the last of the announcements. Uh, We have an email or several, I guess, 
Uh, the first one uh, says, uh, I would like to compliment Ellen for telling us about education and some things that could be changed that would help a lot. That's from Connie in Missouri. Thank you, Connie, for taking the time to send us a little uh, blurb about uh, your appreciation of Ellen. And we thank Ellen for being on the show, by the way. Uh, much appreciated. She does a nice job uh, in everything that she does. Um, email number two. We received a USPS letter from UAW Local Union 1508 stating, in quote, thank you so much for your gracious donation, $75 to our lockout fund. This money will be useful to our members who walk the line every day and continue to fight against corporate greed. Thank you again for your continued support. In quote, one day longer, one day stronger. End quote, end quote. Signed, Timothy Vote, President, UAW, Local Union 1508. Brother, thank you for everything you're doing, and that didn't come from just one of us. That was a donation from the on, all three on-air people, so that with that record is correct. And uh, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, we know you uh, have a, a real important meeting coming up uh, next Friday, and we wish you the very best in that. Uh, we had another email. It's an interesting one. Uh, uh, it goes, uh, I'm a website builder and marketing representative. I just did a quick review of working for a living. It's with no spaces, um, no spaces on Google, Yahoo, and Bing search engines. I'm happy to report that your site is in number one position in all three search returns. Congratulations to your team working for a living. You do not require my assistance from Angeli, A-N-J-A-L-I, uh, evidently a marketing person that was looking to um, have us pay her to do some things and found out we were uh, not in need of her assistance. So thank you for your time uh, and the compliment. We really appreciate those things. Um, next up is This Week in News. Um, quote this week uh, is, an, is an interesting quote. Uh, seen it around the internet several times. There's no name associated with it, but it's interesting. Uh, an ounce of doing is worth a pound of talk. <laughs> uh, I find that interesting. Uh, so let's uh, bring on uh, our co-host uh, one at a time. Hi, Jeff. How you doing? I'm good, Leroy. How are you? I'm great. Doing real good. Thank you very much. How, how are things down your way? We're getting a little snow here. Same way. It's um, a little bit of snow, very, very cold. So. Gotten cold, too, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, good. Uh, David, how are you doing today, this evening? Real good. We're seeing the same thing here. Um, pretty heavy snow coming down right now. We're expecting yeah. 3 to 6 by the end of Tuesday. Oh, okay. So we're... Pretty much um, lower Michigan is getting socked in with a little snowstorm here, so everybody be careful as you listen to the show, and, and uh, if you're going out, please drive safe. So, uh, uh, David, uh, I think plank number six is next on our agenda. Would you please read that? Sure. Um, plank six, Team Working for a Living Caucus recognizes the need to fully and thoroughly educate members of the public on the matters of wages, working conditions, and hours of employment. 
as well as the legal matters and judicial decisions that affect union membership and the resultant benefits to the greater community at large. Team Working for a Living pledges to use every communication tool available to disperse such educational information. To include, but not limited to, direct mailing, face-to-face communication by the standing committees, designated websites, text services, social media, web radio such as this, and any other method that may avail itself for expedient communications in the future. Team Working for a Living also pledges to make community decisions that will not arbitrarily or unnecessarily alienate the public at large. That concludes uh, point six. Thank you, David, for reading that, and that will be added to our webpage uh, directly. And uh, we're building these planks for the uh, purposes of a political caucus, and uh, the, the membership and the leadership is growing uh, every day and every week, and we appreciate all the newcomers. Thank you very much. Uh, Jeff, do you want to talk about the uh, uh, your report tonight? Do you want to start that? Sure, I'll start it. Um, first, I want to let the retirees know that my report is not making fun of them because they get very sensitive when it comes to any type of bonuses the active workers get, especially profit sharing, because they no longer get it. Um, I know it makes them upset, and I'm asking all the retirees to remember who did this to you and that team working for a living will fix this once in power so that uh, all retirees can reclaim their part of the profit sharing they once got. Um, so just join us. We're, we're here to help you. Um, Profit sharing for the Ford Motor Company uh, employees will receive profit sharing on March 9, 2017. Um, as always, people can select cash or uh, put it in their 401k. Um, it's really not much different than any other um, profit sharing that we've received before. We are expected the average worker to get around $9,000 each. Um, it is, it is um, good for the people because they have earned it. Uh, the retirees deserve something, and we will fix that as Team Working for Living Go Team's Power. Um, I've asked one of my reporter friends to stop publicizing our profit sharing in the media because we get a lot of backlash from the general public. No one else who gets a bonus never gets reported in the, in the media. And it's really not nobody else's business but us auto workers who get this profit sharing. So every time you guys post something or write write an article about GM, Ford, Chrysler, 
getting a profit sharing, it just turns the, the people against the auto workers. And that's not fair. Um, we don't hear how much anybody else is making. It's none of our business. Right? So so I asked the gentleman to uh, stop his part on to write about penny profit sharing from the big three. Um, that's just wrong. Um, that's about how I got, Leroy. Okay, Jeff. Uh, uh, is is there uh, uh, a uh, uh, date certain where the selection of how you want to receive the profit sharing is supposed to be made uh, by the members that receive it? Yeah, In other I'm words, find that. Yeah. February 22nd, 2015 is the deadline to update your voter selection. 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And, and there's and a website you can go to. Go ahead. There's a website you can go to or a phone number you can call. Um, to make your your decision on whether you want to put it in your 401k or not. So, yeah, it's all there. Nothing's changed. Only the dates in the amount. But as far as the procedure goes, it's still the same way from over the last 10 years, I think, close to it. At one time, the bonuses were based off of American-made cars only. And that was prior to 2007. Um, it didn't include pickup trucks. But the 2007 agreement changed all that, where it's now a globally uh, sales market that ties into your profit sharing. And, of course, the UAW and the companies came up with, with a new formula to calculate the profit sharing. And I'm sure it's more on the benefit of the companies than the, the workers. So that's a little bit of history on that. So that's it. Okay. Well, thanks, Jeff. Uh, it's my understanding now that uh, they have until, in Ford, they have until February 22nd to either uh, take it, uh, this uh, lump sum in cash or have it deferred into their 401k for future retirement purposes. Uh, that is correct. And, uh, okay. Um, it's uh, my understanding that General Motors has a similar, uh, we don't have the, the forms or the exact date, but, it, you know, you need to act on this pretty quick. It's like the middle of February for General Motors and Chrysler as well. Uh, so uh, depending on how much uh, Chrysler is going to get, we don't have any real numbers on them yet, uh, but uh, uh, make sure that you uh, take a minute, the active workers, and make your selection so that you are in control of your own destiny and the finances that are coming to you. So, uh, David, do you have anything to, re to add to Jeff's report? Yeah, I do. Um, I agree with Jeff on uh, reporting um, the amount of profit sharing to the public. Um, 
it isn't something that should be reported. Um, I think a lot of times uh, when it is reported um, for the union side, um, they're trying to court uh, um, transplants um, by uh, having these uh, large payments out in the public. And for the corporation, um, they don't want the uh, public to, uh, well, I guess you would say, have empathy for uh, any any auto workers. But uh, what's not reported to the public is today's auto workers are working faster, harder than any auto worker who ever came before them. And that's pretty much driven by language in a contract in GM that's known as Appendix K, competitive agreement. Um, this competitive agreement is touted to be um, an insourcing tool for plants. But what it's turned out to be is a vehicle to whipsaw one local against another for product allocations. And that's not fair. And some draconian language. And I believe came working for a living, but that being consensus that that language is going into the trash can. That's all I have to say on that, Larry. Okay, thank thank you, Jeff. Uh, we we have discussed that in the past as a team, and uh, that is the uh, opinion that these appendix. Uh, uh, I think it's appendix J in Ford that these. Yes. Uh, appendices, appendices would be uh, removed, and the, the chair, the bargaining committee chair, would be removed from the obligation to actually participate in the uh, greater efficiency of the uh, plant that he or she represents, and that's simply uh, uh, in direct conflict with the. Uh, representing the, uh, the members in the interest of the members uh, as proscribed by the National Labor Relations Act, either implicit or in uh, uh, case law. <laughs> so having said that, uh, we, we definitely are opposed to anything that prevents a speed-up grievance, grievance from ever being written. That Those two uh, appendices, the Appendix K, GM and Appendix J and, and Ford prevent, actually prevent, a speed-up grievance from being written. Or if it's written by a young student committee person, then the chairman is obligated to WAP that, withdrawn without prejudice, at some level because that's not in the best interest of that Appendix K that the international has uh, and J uh, that the International Union has negotiated. Of course, that those two appendices are not in the interest of the members. And we, team working for a living, have discussed this and are opposed to keeping that in the contract language. And when we ascend to authority, you will see that disappear. <laughs> that is simply not going to be in that. We're going to get back to a fair day's wage for a fair day's pay, uh, work, fair day's work for fair day's pay. And 
when you're timed out to where you can't wipe the sweat off your brow because every revolution of the spindle on the gun that you're operating is timed, then that is simply wrong when you can't even wipe the sweat off your brow because the job is timed too tight. That is going to end. So having said that, uh, I, I, you, Jeff, you, you touched on a real uh, sticky subject uh, with me. This is uh, this whole thing about profit sharing. Uh, you know, I mean, I know we've all talked talked about it. It's, you know, I mean, it's near near to my heart, but we've talked about it before. The idea that profit sharing needs to be folded into hourly wage, so that those increases then become compounded better. You know, Walter Ruther, way back, negotiated this uh, um, fold-in whether it's cost of living or annual improvement factor. And when you have those annual improvement factor, because you've done more with less people and you're not getting compensated for it, nor is it being compounded properly because they're compounding their their, their, uh, prices when they sell these vehicles. Uh, That's just simply not fair. So, and then that can be as... Jeff aptly pointed out, then report it, you know, if it's not folded into their wage base, it, it becomes something that's some astronomical number that, you know, I mean, a lot of people work six months out of their life to get $9,000. You know, when you consider that 825 times two is 1650, you know, some people got to work nine months to, to make that. That's minimum wage to these, these days, by the way. Okay, $16,500, and they see somebody getting $9,000. Well, let me go back to that last sentence of our of our plank number six. Okay, team working for a living also pledges to make community decisions that will not arbitrarily or unnecessarily alienate the public at large. Well, perhaps we should expand that to say contractual decisions that that don't alienate the public either. Because this certainly does. When you poke them in the eye with a $9,000 profit-sharing article in the newspaper, as opposed to, oh, we're getting an extra 40 cents this year in full then, well, big difference, isn't it? public's not mad about your 40 cents, especially when they realize some of the auto workers are making, you know, less than $20, a lot of us, an hour. So I think that we need to take a real hard look at profit sharing being folded in to the wage base because the people will be better, our members will be better off in the long run with it folded in. They'll have more money. They just got to spend it different, okay? They're not going to get that big lump sum, but they're going to get a lot more in their in their weekly base pay. So uh, that's my take on Jeff's report, and thank you for bringing that out, Jeff. The idea that we alienate the public by putting that nine thousand dollars into profit sharing in an article. If we didn't have it and it was folded into our our wage base, then that article wouldn't ever be written, then would it, brother? Right. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So, 
Yeah, so that that's my take on that part. So um, uh, does anybody have anything more on, on Jeff's report? One more thing. Okay. okay. Um, the temporary workers out there are in huge numbers that when combined in all the plants, those temporary workers aren't seeing any of that profit sharing. And they're working just as hard as the people who are. So um, that's not really fair either. Mm-hmm. Right. They had to be These making a certain weight in order to be getting that this year. So they're, they're brother or sister next to them on the, on the assembly line getting this, and they're not. And it's also another big split for, you know, uh, the the auto worker that's getting this. And a lot of them are getting it, and they're getting whacked by the community, and they're not even going to get it. Holy smokes. Yeah. We, so nice, nice add-on there, David. Thank you. Uh, with that said... Uh, David, why don't you go ahead and give your report? Okay. Um, I'm going to talk about uh, the iron workers. Um, we did a little um, bit on them uh, last week. Um, these iron workers are from Local 17. Um, their pension fund is based out of uh, uh, Cincinnati, I believe, Ohio. Or Cleveland, that's Cleveland, Ohio. Um, the plan was proposed for extending the lifespan by reducing benefits for workers and retirees. Um, The plan received the final approval, and roughly half of the 2,000 participants will see their pension benefits shrink on February 1st. Um, Benefits will be cut um, on an average of 20%. Um, but some retirees expecting their monthly payments to be slashed by as much as 60%. Um, the uh, vote was taken on December 20th, and the breakdown of those votes are 616 in favor of the cuts and 320 against. Um, many more current and former workers in the fund, more than a thousand of them, didn't vote. Under the rules of, and the law, of the law, the 2014 Pension Protection Act signed into law by President Obama um, means that um, their votes are counted as approving the cuts anyway. They're yes votes. So, um, again, these exclusions um, in the law, the 2014 Pension Protection Act, the breakdown is like this. Participants and beneficiaries 75 years and older as of the date of suspension have limitations on suspension. Then there's the second participant and beneficiaries 80 and older at the date of suspension are exempt from benefit suspensions. Disability pensions are exempt from benefit suspensions. And uh, so what you see happening there um, are those workers, a thousand of them, who didn't 
didn't bother to cast the vote. Um, they had nothing to lose, not as much as the rest. Um, an example of a party 63 um, years old. Um, his pension check would have normally be $3,500 that he was receiving. Now, February 1st, that'll be reduced to $1,900 a month. And still under the age. Well, he couldn't collect Social Security, I guess, if he wants to take uh, take it early. But uh, uh, that's quite a drop from 3500 to 19 Their pension plan uh, doesn't include a supplement like ours. And I would add that uh, this pension plan is a multi-employer pension plan. Um, all three of us, GM, Ford, and Chrysler, or FCA, um, were not multi-employer pension plans. Um, we're just uh, single-employer plans. So that's what I have on that, Leroy. Okay, thank you, David. Uh, Jeff, do you have anything on David's report? No, no, I don't. Good job, Dave. Thank you. Thank you, David. It's, uh, uh, I, I have a number of ironworker friends here in Michigan. In fact, my when I left Youngstown to come to Michigan, my first friend uh, was from a family of ironworkers. One of his family members lined the steel with one arm over the years. Uh, and became famous for that. Uh, but they... Uh, they're lucky so far that they're not affected by this, uh, and I, I hope they're not. Uh, but it's uh, it's very concerning what's going on. Uh, we'll hear more about that in just a minute on our own pension. Um, having said that, uh, I'll start with my report, which is about the uh, UAW Detroit 3, or at least the General Motors pension funding. Uh, this was uh, disseminated and mailed out uh, to the re retirees. Uh, pardon me, I have to cough. I've got a little cold. Just one second. Thank you. Uh, this was uh, sent out this past week. Uh, in fact, it's so new that uh, some retirees have not even received it yet. So uh, this is in accordance with ERISA, the Employee Retirement Income Security Act, that they have to uh, uh, make sure that they uh, report at the end of the year the health of a uh, pension plan. And this year, uh, it's uh, got some new language in it. It used to be just a single page that told you what the assets were and then you had to sort of delve into it if you wanted to know more. And we sort of did that, and we didn't find any real problems with it as long as they were going to be funding it from time to time. But uh, that's all changed. Uh, right now, uh, on September 30, 2016, the General Motors, and that's what we're talking about here, and the other pensions are uh, similar, but we don't have the paperwork on them yet. Uh, the General Motors hourly rate 
employee pension plan is approximately 91% funded. 91%. Uh, and when we dig into that just a little bit, uh, it says uh, that you should pay particular attention to the numbers on page two, uh, but uh, that's the uh, funding table for uh, the last three years. Uh, in uh, 2013, and, and uh, <laughs> it's just interesting. In 2013, it was funded with the adjusted interest rate uh, at 89.68, and without the adjusted interest rate, 73 percent, 73.13 percent. In 2014. With the adjusted rate, it was funded at 93.76, and without the adjusted interest rate, at 76.46. And it sounds like fuzzy math, doesn't it? Well, maybe it is. Uh, and in 2015, it was funded at 100% with the adjusted interest rate, and without the adjusted interest rate, at 83.2%. So we are. 100% uh, funded last year and 91% funded in 2016. Um, and that uh, is, uh, where is this at here? We couldn't get this printed and up, or it wouldn't print and wouldn't upload, so I'm having to go off the, the sheet that we have uh, on, on the uh, uh, page here, so I couldn't mark it up and get to it reasonably quick. Uh, this year's funding was, uh, at, and there's, there's numbers for it, uh, so the, yeah, here it is. Uh, the fair market value of the plan's assets were $57,562,016,999. Uh, on the same date, August, or September 30, the plan liabilities determined Using markets rates were sixty-three billion two ninety-eight nine sixty-three So there's a shortfall there of approximately uh, six point seven six point seven billion dollars of a shortfall. That's why it's funded at ninety-one percent. Now. It's required that they have to uh, file every year, not just for ERISA, but also for the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation. And if you, when you get this, or if you see it out there, because we'll have it pub published here before long, and this will be placed on workingforaliving.com as a uh, PDF, and you will find that uh, through links from the Facebook page as well. We ultimately, you'll find this at workingforaliving.com, and we'll work hard to get this into a PDF form so that we can post it there. And it, we just had a hiccup uh, with with how this came out. And just just know that uh, we'll we'll get that uh, re uh, uh, loaded up, and we, you'll see this. But the second to the last paragraph. The one just before it says where you get where to get more information. 
it says that a plan sponsor must provide the, uh, the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation, PBGC, with financial information about itself and actuarial information about the plan, the pension plan, under certain, circum under certain circumstances, such as when the funding target attainment percentage of the plan falls below 80%, and other triggers may also apply then. The sponsor of the plan, GM General Motors LLC, that's the new version of General Motors, or a member of its controlled group was subject to this requirement to provide corporate financial information and plan actuarial information to the PBGC. The PBGC uses this information for monitoring and other purposes. So they're going to monitor us based on what they send to the PBGC, not just to ERISA. And this little paragraph, or this little sentence here, this is the first sentence. When it falls below 80%, other triggers may also apply. Now, you've heard us talk about those other triggers a lot on this show and on a previous show that I and Jeff were on. Uh, there was an appeal filed because of it. There was an appeal filed uh, because people not in the pension plan voted on it. Strangers off of the street might as well have been paid $20,000 a year as an incentive to vote yes to get these uh, items into the national agreement last time. And at 91%, we're only 11% away from the 80% other triggers may also, also apply language. And in the Pension Protection Act of 2006, which was copied and pasted into the National Agreement of 2015 in all three Detroit, Detroit Three Agreements, says that when it falls below 80%, there will be a 50% cut in the pension, automatic. There is no asking Treasury if you want to do it. There's no more voting on it. It is simply automatic. This document that General Motors sent out confirms and affirms our admonitions and concerns and worries and heartache over the 2015 agreement pension plan uh, uh, language that was put in black letter print into the agreement. I submit that federal law has no business in a General Motors UAW, Ford UAW, FCA UAW agreement in any way, shape, or form. Federal law needs to be out there in the statutes of the federal uh, walls of Congress and those entities to which they govern. They need to stay out of the business of getting in our contract, and our own union leaders need to stop putting that sort of language in our agreement, because we could have always fought it 
if it was outside this agreement, but because it's now in the agreement. And here it is confirmed by the annual report of how much funding is available. It says, falls below 80%, other triggers may also apply. And those triggers are a cut in half. That's real innocuous, kind of vague language that they put into this report here. But it's real clear in the contract. When the funding level falls below 80%, you will see a cut of 50% in hourly rate pensions. And that's our what our pensions are, hourly rate. We're not in any way salary people. So that will get cut. This is affirmed everything that we've been saying over the last year where people said, oh, they're full of shit, oh, they're crazy, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. This document affirms every damn thing we've been frickin' saying. And damn anybody that said any different to us. Damn you for putting this in the agreement, and damn you to hell when we get you out of office for doing this to us. You're no good. Every last international elected official needs to be removed. Every frickin' one of you need to go for doing what you've done to the retirees. 11% drop in the market, the least, slightest constriction in the market, and you will see this triggered. We'll watch and see what September 30 of 2007 brings. We'll watch and see it. So, when 2017 is lower than, and take note of what it was last year on September 30, 2016, if it's 11% lower, you can expect a cut, a cut by 2018, January of 2018, when this document gets reported to the ERISA and the PBGC. It's simply wrong, absolutely wrong. Understand that, brothers and sisters. That International Executive Board has destroyed 700,000 lives, 700,000 lives of retirees by putting this language in when the corporation is making $10 billion a year profit sharing after they have hid away, squirreled away in every squirrel hole they can find, they still had to report $10 billion in profit. And they put this language into the pension plan. Put this language into the pension plan. So... How dare they? Just as dirty and low, no good as you can get to put this language into the pension plan, the Pension Protection Act of 2006 that cuts our pensions by 50%. No good whatsoever. 
nothing. Now, having said that, we're going to change it when we ascend to leadership. That's going to get removed, and the corporation is going to be required to fund the pensions commensurate to its profits. You know, I look back. We talked about profits. In approximately 2000 or uh, 1984 or 5, they bought EDS, Electronic Data Systems, from Ross Perot. And Ross Perot took a board on his, uh, seat on the board, stayed there for a while. He said, you guys are crazy, and he left. And they paid him off the, the, the money that they owed him. That was $2 billion they bought it for. In the first week of October, I remember it like it's yesterday, of 1995, about 10 years later, they sold EDS, General Motors did, for $16 billion. Approximately $14 billion in profit. And we all looked at the end of the year to see where that showed up, that $14 billion, either in profit sharing or in the balance sheet, bottom line, there was $14 billion, $14 billion that should have been, should have been in the balance sheet. They should have paid tax on it. But they somehow have a unique way, unknown to any of the rest of us, of squirreling away that kind of money so it doesn't show up as profit. They put it in every little rabbit hole and squirrel hole they could find just like they're doing today. And yet and still, after they've done all of that, where they can hide up to $14 billion in a single year, or $18 billion uh, reported in, 2000, or in yeah, 2013, $18 billion. We won't get into that tonight. Didn't show up, bottom line. Now, after squirreling all that money away, they still have to report a $10 billion profit. $10 billion in General Motors, and Ford is commensurate to that. It's right around $10 billion itself. And yet they, after <laughs> hiding every, every nickel they could hide, they still had to report that much money, and they didn't fund the people working in the plant. They didn't put on an extra person now and then so they might be actually able to wipe the sweat off their brow and they didn't fund the pension plan. They're not even required to do that by contract anymore. That will all change under a new administration. You would say a lot of things changing in this country, a lot of them. And the people of this country deserve better. They deserve better wages, working conditions, and hours of employment. And by God, they're going to get them. I haven't said that. That's that's my report on the funding levels of General Motors pension plan, and you can expect the other two or the Ford and Chrysler FCA are, are the same. Uh, Jeff, do you have anything to add to that? No, you did it pretty good, Leroy. Um, if I start a rant, I will probably cause some trouble, so... I'm going to keep my mouth shut because I'm not happy with the international at all. Uh, yeah. They can't even support 
their own shop chairman. Yeah, well, we probably ought to stay out of that. Yeah, we support him. We support him. We understand what's going on, and let's just let that alone for until something uh, else develops there, if you would, Jeff. Uh, For the members, there's there's stuff going on at Jeff's plant, and we're watching it real close. And when it's time to report it, we'll do that. We don't want to affect it in any way by getting in it. Exactly. Okay, thanks, Jeff. David, do you have anything more on my report? <clears throat> no, you covered it real good, Leroy. Nice job. Thank you very much. Uh, well, you know, our, our team uh, develops a lot of this stuff. You know, I, I've i been pretty angry about this pension stuff, but we talk about it uh, in our team meetings that we have and uh, our calls. It's not like a team meeting in the plant floor. It's our caucus team. We don't do these things uh, all by our lonesome self. Everything that we do is done uh, for a reason and by the consensus or plurality vote of our leadership team. So I want to let everybody know that we're not just me, Jeff, and David, not just sitting here talking, but there's a lot of people behind the scenes that support this. Uh, And we appreciate everybody behind the scenes, and they will manifest themselves in proper time. But right now we've had so many others attacked that uh, we've been sheltering them and keeping them uh, safe from attack. Uh, just just know that. Uh, having said that, uh, well, uh, uh, as far as next week's show, it's Super Bowl night, uh, and we... Uh, Appreciate the work-life balance of our listeners and all of our members that we aspire to represent. And we're not going to get into Super Bowl night uh, when you want to be drinking beer and eating peanuts and pretzels and uh, chips and, and having some fancy dip that you make around your house that's uh, real cool, whatever you have, uh, and watching this spectacular Super Bowl game. Uh, so we're going to abate our show next uh Sunday night, no show, uh, and uh, the fellas will enjoy that too. Uh, they'll be watching the game. Uh, as some of you know, I have a deep and rich history of football in the Youngstown area myself, so I'll be watching it and enjoying it as well. So, uh, Let me ask, uh, Jeff, do you have anything else you'd like to add to the show this evening? No, no, I don't, Leroy. We did a good job, and uh, uh, everything was good, so I don't have anything else to say. Okay, I think we all did a good job. Thank you, Jeff. You did a fantastic job on your report. David, anything else that you want to add to the show this evening? Yes, um, I would uh, do one more report if I had the leeway to do that. Sure. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I would like to speak um, about the uh, uniform workers in Canada. Um, it was recently announced that there will be 625 jobs at its assembly plant near London, Ontario. Um, these, uh, the production there will be shifted to Mexico. Um, it was understood um, that I believe these jobs 
were to run until 2018. Um, but General Motors has um, announced that they're going to uh, cut these jobs earlier than what they had expected. Um, the plant produces Chevrolet Equinox and GMC terrain mid-size or utility vehicles. Um, the uh, plant affected is called CAMI, and this plant was not part of the Detroit Tree negotiations this past fall when Unifor was able to secure more than $1.5 billion in investment for production jobs. Um, I'm not sure who's still your man is, but um, our prayers go out to uh, these uh, 625 people who will be getting their jobs cut. Um, that covers that later. Okay. It's my understanding they're supposed to keep some work until 2018 at least, right? Is that your take on that? Yeah. yeah. I and think that they were... Into Mexico. I think they were supposed to keep this um, line of these products going until then. Um, so. And that was a promise by the corporation to do that? Correct. Okay. So we see what the corporation's promises are all about. Um, NAFTA has a lot to do with it. Jeff, do you have anything to add? I know you got some friends over there in Canada that might be affected even. Do you have anything to add to David's? No, I don't. Okay. Okay. Uh, Well, with that, I don't have anything to add other than the idea that I just, uh, you know, articulated. So, um, so so everybody knows I'm on a different phone tonight because uh, uh, the, the show is dropping my own calls here from my regular, I have couple of cell phones and they was dropping them uh, so if you got dropped tonight uh, you know many apologies out there to anybody that couldn't hang on but it, you probably hear my voice is even a little different might sound distant or whatever I had to use a, a different uh, phone uh, so uh, just know that uh, there's been a, a little difficulty uh, with the uh, phone system and the switchboard here so uh, just uh, with that said um, again uh, We'll move forward. Uh, there's no show next week. Um, as we close the show, I'd like to remind everybody that our email address, if you choose to email us, is workingforaliving at workingforaliving.com. You can follow us on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, workingforaliving.com, and pick up, uh, pick up the... Uh, podcasts there later as uh, as the show finishes up it'll be available within about an hour if you found value in this show please tell just one person and that will help the show to grow and more and more people be educated as to what's really going on with uh, some of the little uh, nuances in an art in a, a document that you're receiving here that says the uh, 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 the last little paragraph, second, first sentence of the last paragraph, said that, oh, if it falls below 80%, other triggers may, may apply. Yeah, you cut your pension in half. 
and it just looks like it's nothing, but it's a big deal. Okay. And if you want to find out about those things, then you should listen. Listen in, and we'll tell you. Okay, we got a whole team behind the scenes and a real good team on air to bring these uh, very important issues to your attention. So uh, with that said, let's say a hearty shout-out to our friends in Brook Park, Flat Rock, Tonawanda, Lordstown, Flint, Pontiac, Detroit, Bedford, Lansing, Toledo, Chicago, Kansas City, Fairfax, Kansas, St. Louis, Wentzville, Arlington, Chattanooga, Doraville, Santa Cruz, California, and everyone else around the world and around our country, especially our friends down in Mexico and our friends up in Canada that are part of NAFTA, and we're watching that real, real hard. Uh, it's uh, going to be interesting. A lot, of, a lot of changes going on. That's all we'll say. Uh, we want to compliment the TPP for finally being done. So that's a good thing, and thank you, President Trump, for that. We're watching to see what other things might develop that we can work with you on, but that was a nice thing. Having said that, I will say good night to all the listeners, and good night, Jeff, and good night, Dave, and have a good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, guys. <laughs>